Okay, so now we just need an intro. Uh, something like... Friendly sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. The friendliest sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. That's it. Ah, all right, cool. Let's start the show. Yep. Welcome to the Friendly Sparring Podcast. The podcast is so pro-choice, you don't even have to listen to it. Yeah. Hi, I'm your host, Mark McGrath, and this is my other host over here, Fred Durst. Yeah, like Fred Durst, but with a P in it. Yep, just like Durst. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the podcast where we have tried to make gun babies. We're here to protect your guns and unborn babies. We are here putting guns them. into the arms of unborn babies. We have been trying to shove guns up a women's vaginas this entire time to get those babies armed because someone's coming after them, doctors. They can figure out how to clone a sheep. Why can't they figure out how to make someone birth a gun? Been asking that question for at least a week. Because scientists are fucking lazy. That's why. Well, they're lizards. That's the number one problem in this country is that scientists are fucking lazy. They're lizards, and they're taking they're taking advantage of all the children. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Friendly Sparring Podcast, where we uh, do a bit that sounded better in our heads before we got it out, but it got out. So yeah, it got and it got really bad. <laughs> Can you imagine if we turn this podcast into like an all right parody podcast? I love it. Like we and then we get, and then we got famous. We secretly get a following from the all right. Like you gotta listen to this podcast about Juice and Leah. They're talking some real shit, brother. They're talk. Yeah, yeah. Listen to me, brother. I'm gonna fuck my sister later after this to this friendly sparring podcast, and we're gonna have a friendly spar wherever she has my baby afterwards. I and by baby, happens. I mean I'm gonna impregnate her with a gun. Anyways, let's keep going. Hey. You know, you just, I don't know why I've never thought of this before, especially with how fucking ridiculous our podcast is. I wonder what happens if you type in friendly sparring into the Pornhub search. Well, it's probably that point, those, the, the fucking MMA porns that are out there. Listen, I fucking talked about it. Freelance goon or hectic one. I think it was goon made a meme and used those. Uh, so people know about them. they exist like i didn't make that up no you didn't and i watched one the other day i do that's i right. watched that's where we found them I, I, there's, I a there's a whole series there's a whole series whole series dude it's uh very erotic <laughs> this is amazing uh if I, I would like our listeners to um <clears throat> You can do an incognito browser, you know, whatever. Don't, as you don't, do. Don't mess up as, yeah, as, oh, for, oh, as one does before, already. Oh, anyway. go, before we go, go, go any further, you don't think friendly sparring podcast listeners don't know what incognito browsers are for? Come on. <laughs> I think dude. they know exactly what they're for, brother. Forget but about also, it. Are you crazy? I, I, just, I just imagine someone being like, oh, I don't want to look that up on my browser. Be like, well, you incognito. No, yeah, they, yeah. bro, you think that our <laughs> listeners don't know how to fucking, fucking know how to fucking keep their fucking. Hey, this could be someone's first episode. It's not. And if it is, if you don't know what incognito browser is, watch some porn and touch yourself. Let's keep moving. Go to bornhub.com. Type friendly sparring into the search. First result, 
a relaxing evening of sensual foreplay uh. and <laughs> intimacy. Is this going to get Ooh. flagged on our on our website? <laughs> no, it's private on Vimeo and Patreon. No one oh, else okay. can see it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. That was we made that. And then and then the second one, busty natural teen uses a friendly fire cum shot as lube to finish a tit job. That's a lot of information. <laughs> Fre- a friendly fire. Friendly, friendly fire. fire. Wait, here's the here's the preview. I see. I got I got the preview juice. <laughs> Well, no, it wasn't moving before I didn't animate. Yeah, well, now it's moving. Oh, friendly great. fire! I hope, great. I hope that none of our listeners are watching. I hope our patrons that watch it are like, "Wow, I guess I could just masturbate to just that one moment." Yeah. Like, like Leo and Juice do whenever they turn on porno. Double I just want job. You know friendly what, guys? Fire. Can I just tell you guys something? I want you to know. I just get up to the thumbnails. All right, let's keep moving. <clears throat> hey, can you imagine if it was like everything was paid? You could get off to the thumbnails. Oh, that's enough. Yeah, tell you something. I would. Is it? Yeah. Them would. Yeah. I gotta pay. No, no. Let me just see the preview. Exactly. Dog, that's a fucking loophole. My, my, my. Listen here. Let me tell you something. My Jack history uh, is quite a long and 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 very very painful story. But it's my Jack <laughs> it's history. Painful. It's it's a pain. It's it's a lot. It's a. I got a lot of Jack history. All right. <laughs> that's the name of the episode, by the way. Already solidified you know what's so funny dude i'm sitting here like when i when i look at porn i'm looking up i mean i'm not gonna say what i specifically look up, but it's it's normal uh, i'm always patrons, like patrons if you want to know what he looks up he's gonna put it on the tier yeah but he's literally just gonna put peg pegged up pegging it. actually no pegging porn is weird yeah uh, but anyway <laughs> but anyway I always expect because some of the search days, I always expect something weird and I never find it. Who would have known? All I had to do was type in my own fucking podcast name to get the weirdest porn I've ever seen. Like some oh, of these dude. fucking There's ones a... in the search, dude. I like, cannot. This one. Double barrel blowjob. Yes. Double barrel. Anyways. Double barrel blowjob. Fantasy yeah. FMM. I thought I said friendly. FWM for a second. Wouldn't that be funny? Well, friendly. <laughs> Uh, fighting with myself well fighting with myself pot if you put fighting with myself porn i can almost guarantee yeah. you a bunch of people going well, out mm, by yeah. themselves yeah by themselves um uh this is the only mma porn podcast and i love that for us yeah well maybe not but it's mm. possibly i mean I, there are plenty of board ca- porn podcasts there are plenty of mma podcasts i don't think there are any mma porn podcasts yeah we gotta start mixing the two um, unless anyway. the people in those mma porn videos we're talking about have their own podcasts they probably do. Maybe the producers of those. Anyway, moving on to those fights last night. What a great segue, right? Yeah, what a great segue. Oh, before we go any further, I just want to stop the segue in the middle of us segueing. Um, Drew said he has never found like all the weird, strange, interesting porn. Oh. Sometimes it's interesting to watch. Um, go to the website, and this is not a you know, it's advertised. It's called efucked.com, E-F-U-K-T.com. And it's like from around the world, it's like porn um, bloopers and like really funny, like off the beaten path pornos and stuff like that. That people are just like, how did someone make this at any point in time? Or, you know, you can hear like the world's loudest orgasm on there or. Dude, the world's loudest orgasm is so funny. I was, I was, we were talking about that in our Marco Polo. I was thinking about that the other day. Like it used to be. 
it wasn't Ebom's world. It was something else where we would look at these, like it might've been rotten.com. But no, anyway, ro- I feel like rotten.com is only, it feels like this is so specifically to like, almost similar to like death.com like yeah mm, let's not yeah. talk about death.com but i just mean um, like it's very yeah, yeah. very similar but yeah it probably was ebom's world or or something to to that extent or yeah something to that extent yeah we find it was like like loudest orgasm i'm like okay what is this and there's this like big muscular black guy fucking this old lady <laughs> that's all i can do that's all i can describe right this is old lady just look, yeah and, it, and he's like fucking he's like ah, ah. <laughs> you, you, you got it, yeah. up, and then he just goes <laughs> yeah, you gotta look it up. It's it's really funny. It's like, really really it's, funny. It's so funny too. Like because like like it's one of those things where like it's not really hot. <laughs> like at first it's kind of weird. Uh, and, sure, and, yeah, and he just start laughing because especially like he's screaming and it and it lasts for like twenty seconds. Yeah, where he's just like. <gasps> Yeah, 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 like you'd think, like she pulled out, like she had like yeah. a vice, like hidden in her pussy or something like that, like, like just it, like squeeze like, the shit or cut it off, yeah, or, <laughs> yeah, or cut it off. And then, like, the favorite part too is like you can tell, like, he's like sort of winding down, like, he's like, ah, like it's petering out. She extends her hand to like touch him, like just kind of come like and it like, starts up again. It's like, ah! <laughs> she retracts her hand. It's so fucking funny, dude. It's pretty. It's so pretty, fucking funny, hilarious. dude. I don't disagree with that. Anyway, um, all right. Well, now that we've <laughs> talked about porn for a very long time. A very long time. Um, Are we even turning it away from me? You're like, well, let me actually tell you about E-Fucked. <laughs> well, let's let's get into some fisting. Uh, Vanessa. <laughs> some fisticuffs? Demopops, Dem- Dem- Demopolis? Demopolis? Oh, yeah. Vanessa Demopolis. Yeah. And... Ginu Ginu Fry, which sounds like that that actress Soleil Moon Fry. Even though it's, no one knows who that is, but you. Oh well, she was. Uh, I can't remember what what show she was on. Her name was Soleil Moon Fry. Soleil Moon Fry. That was her name. That literally sounds. Do you remember we've talked about him a couple times on the podcast? David the Genius, David Herrera. Yes, David the Genius. Remember, he would always be like, we would like, he would see the names in the list of like sold cars, sold people. We would call him like. <laughs> That sounds made up. <laughs> I'm like, these are all real people. Like, I, I literally felt like Mac in fucking It's Always Sunny when they're when like Charlie's doing the Pepe Sylvia. Like, there is no Carol in HR. Yeah. This office is a goddamn ghost. And he's like, not only are all of these people real, they've been asking about their mail. <laughs> like, uh, oh all right, just this is your prelim fight. <clears throat> yes. And and there were pl- tons to choose from. Um, I would like it was it was weird. Like all of the fights on the prelims, I would say they're pretty good, but nothing was like a banger banger except for the one you're, you're going to talk about. Um, and obviously, like a uh, shout out to the prettiest motherfucker on the earth, Carlos Olberg, with that nice finish of Tefan the Dunk a Dunk, fucking piece of shit, Chukwi. Um, that's because he trains with Lloyd Irvin, not because he's a piece of shit. Although but you're a piece of shit by association, just right, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> But um, I want to talk about this because it was a good fight. And I thought Ginny Fry won. Like, hey, I'm not going to cry robbery. It's not, you know, it's a cl- it was close, but it was. And that's the problem with the rules. Like, you could have a close fight and still, like, there's a clear winner. That's why oh, I yeah. get in fear, like, absolutely infuriated when people make their picks by split decision. Although, shout out to T Cross doing all of them by split decision on this week's Fight Pick League. So funny, dude. It's a good idea. So funny. And like I texted him, I was like, <laughs> he was like, Yeah, I didn't have time to do research. I was like, fuck it, what's this? What's this? Um, but yeah, 
picking a winner. It's, What's getting, it's getting points. Yeah, well, it's Maybe getting he's right. Points. Yeah, it's getting points. I thought I was like, well, he picked he picked Fry by split decision, and it went the other way by split. And I was like, mm, you're gonna get points for that because yeah. fucking hilarious that it was split decision. Anyway, even though I specifically in the bylaws of the fuck the bylaws, but the rules of the goddamn fight pick league say do not pick split decision or you will be fucking booted from the shit. And then T Cross says it. I'm like, oh, it's funny. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, no, I thought it was a, I thought it was a great fight. I, I mean, I like I like Vanessa and I like her energy in the post fight interview. Did Bisping pick her up? Did I miss that? He did. Okay, because Josh Prezen made a joke. Or I was going to get there in the main cover. Like Josh Prezen made a joke about. It. He was like, "I was going to jump into your arms," and Michael Bisping was like, "Please don't <laughs> get off me." Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I was really thinking the exact thing. He was like, "I could care with the other girl for this, but no, not you. You fat fuck." Wow. I just want Bisping to like not hold back sometimes. Like it, it would eventually make me hate him because he would say some cancelable shit. A hundred percent. But like I love him. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. But like <laughs> you fucking moron, you fat piece of shit. <laughs> Dang. Um, uh, so yeah. You thought the, the decision went the other way. And yeah, I, I thought and- it went the other way. And like it was <clears throat> fine. You know, it, it's fine. And it was like two rounds to three. It wasn't like Jinyu Fry won every round, but I had Jinyu Fry winning. And yeah. <clears throat> Vanessa got the nod. I was like, hey, these judges are on literal crack. Um, <laughs> I kind of disagreed with the main event as well. We'll get there. I think I think a lot of people do. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about we're gonna definitely get definitely. into that. Okay. Um yeah. my prelim fight is Halion Julian Halion? Halion Paiva. Halion Paiva versus Sergei Morozov. Morozov. Um I thought this was just in general just a good fight. Uh, this was a good back and forth, but uh Morozov um just was able to that's about the bare minimum of wrestling that I want to see. That's, that's about as much bare backing as I yeah. want to see. Yeah. Just um, the right amount of bare backing. Just the right amount of bare because it's, it's still competitive. That it's, yeah. <laughs> wrestling uh, bareback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bareback. Mm, let's find out. Um, I will tell you that that's, that's about the bit like what Morozov did in that second round I'm okay with I don't call that laying and praying I think that that was effective and was what um offensive wrestling should look like mm-hmm. so I'm cool with that that's pretty much the baseline for me which is saying a lot because he was doing a lot in the second yeah round. so that's what I mean so if you're if you're doing any less than that guy was doing and you're saying taking people to the ground changing the channel yeah, totally changing the channel on the streaming changing, service. Changing the, changing the service immediately. Going to Cox Communications after this. <laughs> it's like whenever I have a Roku, like there's little shortcut buttons. I actually have an ESPN Plus shortcut button, but there's also like a Hulu. Whenever you hit either one of those, it's like, do you want to exit whatever and launch whatever? It's like, yes. Like yeah, changing the channel just lay and pray immediately. Yeah, <laughs> lay and pray. Pissed off about it, but uh, uh, but I thought that um, uh, but I thought Piva looked good in the third round. Um, yeah, but like I said, uh, Morozov just happened to overwhelm him, and he looked a little bit sloppy towards the end, towards the last thirty seconds of the fight. Um, they were both. Uh, I mean, I thought Morozov was gonna lose because of that, but the second round was just too defining for that. Um, so good on that fight being exciting and um yeah that's fucking a that's our choices so we're gonna smooth on over to the um 
smooth on over. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, we're going to move on over to the main card, starting off with Chris Curtis and Rudolfo Vieira. Oh, yeah. Here's what I want to tell Sorry, I cut you off. Do you want to go? No, no, go ahead. First of all, I fucking love Chris Curtis, dude. Yeah. I love his story. I love his finding style. I love his interviews. Um, I love that he fucking throws body shots a lot. You don't see that a lot in MMA. Yeah. Mark Smith ain't shit. Let my boy get kicked in the dick twice. One of them super bad. That knee, dude? Hey, I don't give a fuck. That... You, you don't throw a knee like that and be like, oh, I was going I was going for the thigh. Fuck you. Fuck you with that cheating bullshit. And then the other one, like the fucking front kick up the middle or the snap kick or whatever. Hey, also super intentional. Like, what did you, you mean to go for the bread basket? Like you're fucking yeah. so unflexible or like gassed out that you can't lift your leg that high, you piece of shit. So fuck Rodolfo Vieira and fuck Mark Smith for being like, stern warning. Hey, if all you do is stern warnings, they're literally meaningless, especially if the first warning is in the back. Take a fucking point, you pussy. Pussy ass bitch. Mark Smith ain't shit. And neither is anyone that puts him at the top of their list of fucking best referees. He's not shit, dude. He's the worst ref. That's not true. He's not the worst. That, that definitely he's fucking changes. Bad. Yeah, definitely changes week to week. Yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah, definitely changes week to week. Week to week, but yeah, definitely the worst for No, but week. consistently, I, I, I fucking have problems with him, dude. Like, like, uh, fucking T Cross texted me last night. And he was like, Mark Smith should be arrested, and I was like, yes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was about the prison fight, but yes, about this one too. Yeah, it just wasn't. Just wasn't good. No, it's not a not very, a very good, good drink. drink. <laughs> you guys should right now look up on YouTube. Pause this podcast, then come back at the end, but go to YouTube and type in UCB comedy Snapple cap facts. It's a very, very good sketch. Very good sketch. One of the one of my favorite sketches that's not from I Think You Should Leave. Yeah, I agree. Definitely Side tangent. That. Have you seen Detroiters? Yeah. The guys in the group chat I've been talking about for like a long time, and I've been like, oh yeah, I gotta check that out. And I just never have. And like I just finished True Blood, which we were talking mm-hmm. about. Yep. And I was like, I need something. And I was like, Detroiters. Mm-hmm. And I typed it in. I fucking got Paramount Plus. So good. It's so fucking hilarious. Like I can't even say how good it is. And like I I thought it would not be good. Not that I thought it would not be good. Like I just thought, like when it comes to a certain comedy like that, I prefer it in sketch form. Yeah, sometimes but, it can be. Sometimes comedy like that can be very medium. Um, yeah, very exactly, very very medium. Yeah, that's that. I not bad, but very medium, which is bad. Um, but bro, the fucking Ned, the security guard pitching those commercials had me in literal tears. Yeah, they. Like yeah, those. Chris Brown comes out. Hey, what's that? Stick take a piss, and he's really big. He's like he might have a disease or something. <laughs> Um, damn. Yeah, I just, I feel, I don't know, man. I just, I, I'm ready for Mark Smith. I guess to get arrested, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, he's a terrible ref. Yeah. He's a terrible ref. Um, 
at this point, at, at this point, the other person that hasn't really been called a terrible ref, which I think should get ref of the year at this point, is Herzog. Yeah, dude, I love Jason Herzog. He has had one infraction since 2020. I mean, it was in 2020, and since then he hasn't had an infraction. And it was the Anthony Smith Glover Teixeira fight. He let Anthony Smith take a hellacious beating, literally is handing him his teeth. Hey, man, if a fighter hands you their teeth, stop the fucking fight. Stop the fight immediately. That's a pretty big one, though, huh? It's a pretty big one, yeah. But again, has been was good before that and has been good since, like pretty flawless. And like, I can't remember, like, there's other refs where I'm like, oh, yeah, you kind of have a shit night or whatever. Like, it's it's one of those things where if I can remember your last infraction and it was two years ago, you're good. Mm. Um, yeah. So good on Chris Curtis for winning. Should have gotten the points taken away from uh, Rudolfo Vieira. Let's move on to um, the worst of the Nurmagomedovs, uh, Umar. Uh, couldn't f- uh, piece of shit. Uh, uh, I don't know about be- the worst. Well, he's definitely the worst because he brought shame upon his family because he couldn't finish the fight. Uh, he brought the could be up- went to plenty of decisions. Yeah, but he brought the utmost uh, shame because he can't be doing that this early on. Um, everyone so- showed the record, but I was like, well, it's true. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, uh, I mean, Nurmagomedov's going to Nurmagomedov, guys. Uh, it looks. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 could be it's Khabib. It's picking, yeah. Exactly. It's Khabib in there. It, like the way he, he sounded like Khabib too, but just like a little bit higher voice because he's smaller. He's so little. Yeah, they're just they're he's just small. They're just strong. Their genes are just they're just muscular. They're just fucking people. built they're different. Sh- they're strong. They're they're really strong. They're built. They're designed for, um, wrestling they're they're designed yeah. for it specifically like that's the type of person you you wrestle with anyone else like different shapes and sizes but that and it's what's, what's weird is that they're not, they're not even stocky they're just muscular and and will strong arm you into the positions that they need you to be in um that they've got like that like farm boy strength like you know you have, like you see like this wiry dude was like oh i work on my farm i can lift like 20 bells of hay yeah like that's fucking could be with stuff it's like yeah i wrestle with bear yeah, and and but what I'm saying is they're basically Russian rednecks, pretty much. And Umar, um, that reminds me of when the group um, D'Antward from um, South Africa came over, and they started talking about this thing called Zefsod, which in South Africa is um, uh, is like uh, our good friend Alvard um, explained to me that that's like pretty much like more like the ghetto kind of um and it's like not cool at all and but they took over the american population so and i'm sure a lot of people that listen to this listen to the antwoord so yeah yeah and then definitely not hearing it for the first time like me ever yeah <laughs> ever at any point but uh yeah uh like you know umar um, uh umar just did what they do umar is, off. yep just just out just out muscled them just literally just put them on the ground and muscled the shit out of them and that was it and and that's and that's also like another weird thing for me too is like the whole lay and pray thing because like it's like with that with that being said it wasn't that exciting although umar did kick him in the fucking face really hard yeah. um so it felt like when he was holding him on the ground it wasn't just like oh i'm gonna put my weight on you it felt like he was also squeezing him yeah that's like, what it felt I like mean. he was like you're not going anywhere. I'm yeah, fucking it, gripping your. It's manhandling. Life. Yeah, yeah he's, exactly. he's he's just manhandling. Yeah. He was manhandling Nate Manis for all those rounds, and that's all there was to it. 
Um, he was Manus handling him. Yeah, man, yeah, definitely. And Nate couldn't do anything. So mm. there's not really much to say about that. Like, you know what I mean? It. I don't think there was any part where I felt that uh, Umar was going to lose, um, like outside of the first round. You know, in the first round, anything can happen. But once that, once he started wrestling, I was like, this isn't, <laughs> this is going exactly the way he wants it to. Um, yeah. I mean, if you have anything else to say on that one, we can move on to Diago no. Moises and just super predictable Numarga made off wrestling. Yeah. And then Christos Yagos. Now, here's the thing for me. I thought, I thought Christos Yagos looked okay in the first, uh, like, minute of that fight. Two minutes, I was like, oh, he's looking pretty good. Then fucking Tiago Moises said, no, I'm going to jump on your fucking back and choke your ass out. And that's the thing with Tiago Moises is, like, he can always do that. We'll go back to the helicopter armbar from fucking RFA. He was on his back, kind of losing the fight. And he gets fucking C-clamps on the guy's thing, elevates his spins fucking helicopter armbar like bam motherfucker yeah yeah it was um uh yeah i mean good good choke i mean like i said i knew that i i thought that um uh, yagos could have gotten out of it uh whenever he first was on his back and then he just kind of just rode his back all the way up until the till the choke happened and i was like well this fucking sucks for my pick, but it's not like I was going to yeah, win anyway. No, but it definitely was good for me. Um, yeah, but pretty, you know, pretty straightforward. Like I said, the, the, the most excitement of that fight was them in that, that's like what led up to that scramble before. But anyway, moving on to these, uh, these fucking heavyweights that for some reason over Carlos Olberg got performance of the night. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that's about. Maybe it's because... Wait, did they get five tonight or just Josh got performance? Uh, Josh got performance. Yeah. But still, like, I mean, I guess he just... Well, honestly, that's fucking like, because of Mark Smith. Because you could have stopped that fight way early on, and it would have been just like a boring heavyweight TKO. That's true. He that's had a good, that yeah, that's fucking a good point, French yeah. motherfucker take that hellacious beating. And so it looked like he was like, oh, my God. Literally, Josh collapsed afterwards. They stopped, finally stopped the fight, and he just, like, collapsed. Like, he... If fucking Mark Smith had not stopped that fight, there's a fair chance that Josh would have fell over anyway. Yeah. And Alain Baudot would have got up and fucking yeah, exactly. beat the shit out of him. Because uh, Alain Baudot, um, your countryman, uh, was doing really good in the first round. He dropped Josh. Yeah. Not that I picked Josh. So this is not, I'm not trying to like make no, excuses but... for Al- Alain, but like, yeah, like he dropped Josh in the first round and like, Fucking Bisping was like, oh, how bad did he hurt you? He's like, well, I don't remember, so it must have been pretty hard. That was pretty funny. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you know, I think we're just talking about Mark Smith being a bad bad ref in this situation. I think at the end of the... so fr- bad. Shoot, at, at the, I'm pretty sure at the end of the first round, I'm almost positive, um, Josh was on top punching the shit out of um, uh, Alon. So yeah, that wasn't as egregious to where I was like, "Oh, stop the fight!" But I definitely remember him like already turning the tide at that point. And he was yeah. he was landing some shots where I was like, "Okay," and then they they you know went to the second round and Josh did his thing, got to the ground, and fucking start fucking landing that ground and pound. Let's at um, one point I think he had a crucifix. Almost yes, like, it wasn't like or he was definitely inside control landing those fucking. Uh, yeah, let's move on to uh, Neil Magny and Shavkat uh, Rachmanov. Now, here's what I will say. 
Uh, Neil Magny is no fucking slouch at all. I'm after this fight. I'm very interested to see who Rachmaninoff Rachmaninoff fights after this because even if he fights your boy Wonder Boy that he called out. Yeah, let's do it. Because I, I that no, no, actually no. <laughs> yeah, no, he's good. Not not him. that. I just mean like I mean if the, Bilal the, can fucking wrestle fuck Wonder Boy, then the, yeah, Rock yeah, is, Rock is gonna, off, be, is gonna fucking no make problem. him into a pretzel. Yeah. No problem at all. Actually, Shavkov versus Bilal is a great fight. Yeah, I think that that's something yeah, that would be a little boring, maybe. But yeah, we need to have something that's more stakes wise. Yeah, stay because like not to not to knock Stephen Wonderboy Thompson out like at all because I couldn't do that. But I mean, like not to count him out. Um, but you know, Neil Magny, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. I mean, they've you know Wonderboy's is you know well he's there. He's there. He's there. You know, he's he's he's. He's about one fight away from that gatekeeper status. I mean, he's very similar to to uh, Neil Magny in that regard. Um, obviously ranked higher, um, but I just mean like, we'll see. I, but Rachmaninoff just uh, overwhelmed Neil the entire time, and really just there wasn't any 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 answer from Neil to Rachman. I mean, Rachmaninoff just yeah, his will on him, and that's it. There's no. There's no sense or buts about that. Yeah, and I, like I was sitting there going, "Oh, Neil's a vet. Like he'll at least go to the decision. Like this guy's good, Shavkat, but Neil's not a fucking pushover or whatever." And Shavkat was like, mm, "Here's what I got for you." Yeah, some people are saying that um, uh, Shavkat and um, what's his name, um, the fucking god damn it. There's so many fucking. Dagestani Russian. You know what Hamzat is that? Yeah, Hamzat Chimaev. Yeah. Yeah, I want I want them to fight. My, Michael Kiesa was like, I watched the pre-show because like I I got ready early and I was like, let me just watch the pre-show. Michael Kiesa was on the desk talking shit on Hamzat, dude. It was amazing. He was like, he was like, I'm really high on Chavkat. He he kept calling him Shavi. I was like, don't give him fucking cutesy nicknames that no one likes that. But he was like, I'm high on Chavkat. You know, his strength of schedule is tougher than fucking Hamzat. He was like, it's like Hamzat's great, but before Gilbert Burns, can you name his other opponents? And I, I was like, oh yeah, Mirshar, like that's it. That's all, all the one. And I was sitting there going, well, uh, John Phillips, Reese McKee, those are the ones, but <laughs> just because I watch a lot of fights, but like, but, but yeah. Still, yeah, I, yeah. Th- I think that, that makes the it's, most it's sense. It's a good point. Yeah. And it's, you know, and I think that, that, that we just need more surging people to come, come together. We need that to happen a lot more often now. And it's just so often that, that like, something will get knocked off like right as soon as they're they're getting hot or something like that but that's what you that's that's what we want but unfortunately Hamzat is already like i'm not doing anything until i get to them it's like okay you have someone that's you you're surging they're surging you know right surge surge together you know anyway yeah surge tankian yeah surge tankian yeah exactly yeah, we'll say it right. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, now we're going to move on to uh, Armand Satrukian and um, just kidding. By the way, uh, also Armenian. So what? What yeah, the fuck was that? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so so specific with who I whose names I know and uh, Mateos yeah. Gamrat. Okay, yeah, guys. Mateos Gamrat. Mateos. Mateos. Anyway, with uh, 
who but for real though who really thought Matthias won yeah you fucking show yourself yeah right now pull him out we'll wait pull all, whatever that means to you pull him out we're not live but let's wait <laughs> pull him out in your car i don't care if you're getting decent exposure pull him out pull it out pull him out pull him out anyway if you, if you think Matthias Gamrat won that fight you better fucking pull it out send us a pick right now <laughs> Just you're as you're someone's gonna do it and you're yeah, not gonna be fucking, very happy. It's fucking sad. He's gonna be like, You said on the podcast, you want it. Here it is. I'm gonna send it right now. Fuck here it is. Here it is on a long John Silver's train. What do you want me to do? You told me. Fuck you. I put sauce on it and everything. What do you want? What do you want? I put the crispy bits on it. Watch out for the wasabi. Oh, jeez. Um. One of my favorite bits in the Daily Show of all time. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the judges were looking. Ar- Ar- Armand Sarukian was so. Granted, I'm not calling it a, a. No, it is. It kind of feels like a little bit of a robbery in a sense, like as far as like the they gave the the, the round that uh, Armand got the knockdown. But I see that they keep playing the video over like this is the knockdown, but because of the fact that it came on a kick and it looked like it was like a slip, a slip. Is probably where they, you know, they got the information. But I, I don't know. It looked like Armand was doing a lot more. But good fight. I mean, yeah, yeah. It was it was competitive enough that I don't think it's like terrible that they gave it to Matash, But I definitely was like, yo, what the fuck? Because yeah. like when I I because I the uh, usually with the main events if I don't watch it live like shit gets spoiled. Like I was able to. I think pretty much I went spoiler free, I think for everyone, but the main event, I'm pretty sure. Um, but that one, I knew Matosh got the nod. I was like, Oh wow. I wonder. Cause like Matosh was the, um, was the two way champion in KSW. Like he's used to five round fights. And that was like a big talking point. Armand's never been past the third round, but Armand didn't fade, man. Like I, that's kind of what I thought. Not like when I'm watching, I was like, yo, hold up. What? Like it just doesn't, you know, two plus two does not equal four. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like. I mean, it does, but not for the judges. The one that really sticks out in my head of like close decisions or close are ones that I was like, there's no way, like paying attention heavily. The one that I paid attention the most, again, which I think some people are like, hey, I went back and watched it and I I think the decision was right, was the TJ Dillashaw and Corey Sandhagen. You went back and watched it? No, I've seen, people I've, did. I've, seen, I've seen people saying, like, I went back and no, I think that was right. And I was like, I don't know. I remember on the night being like, oh, so. yeah. You know, it's a, you know, it's another one that I think is like egregious, in my opinion, is like the Wonder Boy versus Darren Till. Mm. I remember being so mad. I was like, Wonder Boy absolutely won that fight. And then I saw a tweet from Caposa afterwards. I was like, okay, Wonder Boy probably won three rounds, but as close as all those rounds were like the only round you would bet your life that definitively one of them won was the fifth round. What towards the end of the fight when Darren till not, not almost got a finish, but like had a flurry landed on wonder boy, which is like the most exciting part of the fight. And I was like, okay, I guess I get it. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. You know, that the, the, I mean, they talk about the, the open scoring and all the whole thing. I mean, of, of like how it should be. By the way, I'm in favor of open scoring. I think a lot of people are, I just, I don't know. I just and like people are gonna say like I've talked about it before and people are like oh yeah you think but like they've done it in foreign boxing and it just like leads people to coast it's like 
bullshit. Like, I don't, I don't see that happening in MMA, especially like they do it in Invicta and it's great. And like, I just feel like regardless of whether or not we know, like the fighters deserve to know, or at least the, I think the way they do it in Invicta is like, they tell the coaches and it's up to the coaches whether or not to give that information, which is fair. Um, but yeah, someone, someone needs to know. And uh, I just, I, I hate that we don't have open scoring. It feels so, it feels so like archaic that like, just like, why would we have it? It's a fucking. Sp- yeah, we'll see. I mean, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I think last night's fight um, with how, you know, how competitive it was, I think is fell down. Not like so outrageous, but there's going to be a, there's, I know there's going to be a fight soon. Uh, which there's a very high potential for the Max and Volk three fight to to have that situation happen again. Yeah, um, yeah. Where obviously, you know, first of all, well, can I tell you fight so- intact? Yeah. Okay. Good. Can I tell you something though? Yes. I, like, first of all, Max. If Matt, if Max wins, not saying that he's going to, and obviously, you know, it's the fucking. As the statistics say, it's looking not so good for Max, obviously, because right. twice. Right. But if Max wins, like heavy-handedly, they're gonna do a part four, which is weird. <laughs> which is fucking weird. It is weird. It's weird. I mean, but, they, they booked Figgy and Moreno for already. But for me, like that's gonna be really cool to see Max like. It'd be cool to see make him, like, history. Well, just yeah, to make history. But I just mean like to to you know against the odds of like, well, you just you know, and and what's even more interesting is like seeing Max's fight IQ because he has one of the best fight IQs in the entire game. And when he came up against Volkanovski in the first fight, uh, it looked like it was being you know tested, and and he definitely failed that test. But the second fight that they had. Um, I feel like a lot of people were like, he looked like he looked better than his first fight. So it's like, I mean, could you yeah. imagine him in this? I will, I will say though, something like Vol- Volk said something in an interview with Ariel, where he said like, basically that second fight was like a really bad night for him. And he was like, if Mattis couldn't finish me on my worst night, then he's going to, he's in for a fucking rude awakening. And I feel like Volk has gotten better since that fight. That's like true. The Ortega and the <laughs> Korean zombie fight. Like I'm as a Max fan, I'm nervous for this. Oh yeah, absolutely. But but the idea that he could win is, is really, really cool. I would love it. I think it'd be really, really awesome. But then, you know, you answer the question of the, of the fourth fight. Um, Yeah, I suppose. Um, Okay. Uh, Well, that was the fight card from last night. Um, So we're going to take our break right now and then we're going to move on to the forum and then we'll give our picks for UFC 276. Yeah. And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, the forum starts now. This from our good friend. Good friend of mine, friend of the podcast, T-Cross. Here we go. 
What's up, guys? It's your boy T Cross. Sorry, I have been MIA for a while. Life's been kicking me in the balls pretty hard. Um, so I've been catching up on your last few episodes. I did not finish last week's episode. So if somebody asked this question last week, just disregard and don't even play this. Um, but this past week, Kevin Holland called out Nate Diaz. And I did not know how bad I wanted to see that fight until Kevin Holland called out Nate Diaz. What do you guys think about that fight? I think it brings a lot of things that Nate generally looks for in opponents. What do you think? Give me that fight right now. I want a mic'd up. I want the ref to be holding a boom mic in the octagon. I want them talking shit. Like, just fucking tell the commentators to shut up and let them commentate their own damn fight. It's a very, it's a very good, it's a very, it can be a very evenly matched fight. Um, yeah. I think that, um, that Holland is going to be obviously just a little bit quicker than Nate, but yeah, but as far like seeing them, like might have a bigger up, reach too. He's got those long limbs. Yeah. Seeing them do stand up with each other uh, is going to be awesome. And if it goes to the ground, it's going to be even more awesome. So yes, and especially with, um, with Kevin saying that he thinks he can submit anyone out there. Um, so I don't think he can submit Nate Diaz. Exactly. So that's, I think that would, it'd be great, but, but like I don't know. Benson that, Henderson had Nate Diaz in a fucking tight ass knee bar and Benson Hender- and Nate Diaz just flipped him off. Yeah. I just don't, um, the way that the, the public, you know, obviously the public outcry, I mean, Nate's being like, can you just release me? You know, I mean like that whole thing. So yeah. we'll see if it does happen. He has one, one fight left on this contract. I think, yeah. yeah, something along those lines. So but they're trying to extend it or something. I don't know. My my actually, my mother in law texted me an article from the Mirror, uh, and there was a quote from Dana White saying that he's like basically giving his blessing for Nate Diaz versus Jake Paul, and I was like, oh, here we fucking go. Well, I mean, you know, obviously, you know those those fighters are going to get their money. They're they're those are all you know. Yeah, I don't say freak show fights, but they're just they're they're just making those fighters money. I mean, Tyron Woodley doing it, all of them. It's gonna make them so much money. So, yeah, and and more power to Nate. Get all that money you can. But as as a exit fight, him versus Kevin Holland would be awesome. Fuck yeah, sign me up, dude. Great question, T Cross. There's another one. Hello again. It's your boy T Cross. Still, still, we're a couple weeks removed, but I'm still not over it. My girl, Joanne on Jacek got knocked out and retired moment of silence thank you what are your favorite joanna on jacek moments what was your favorite fight favorite win by her maybe get watching her get knocked out was your favorite joanna moment what are your guys favorite joanna moments and i have a third message i'm gonna send in it's about a time that i met a porn star so here we go great i want to <laughs> i wish i could just go right to play that third message but i want to stay on this yoana question for a second before we forget um leo what are your what are some of your favorite yoana moments i think one of my favorite as you're um, looking at her record right now i'm sure uh, you know i am um i think my favorite was her uh 
just her in her attitude before the uh, Carolina fight. Mm. Like just this badass, like sunglass wearing. Like I love that that era of her of being at the top, reigning, being like, no one's gonna take this from me. And that was a great was a great Joanna. I that was like yes, reigning remember, at the top. I remember this quote from Sean Shelby in the promo for that fight. He said like at, like some fight night, like a few years before that fight, or like shortly before like Carolina got signed. She comes up to Sean Shelby at a fight and she's like, There is a girl in Poland. Her name is Karolina Kovalkiewicz. The people in Poland think she is the best. You need to sign her so I can beat her or something like that. Like, yeah. I was like, Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, that's my, yeah, I think that was my favorite time. Like I said, she was just so incredibly badass at the time. And I, I just personally think, as far as um, MMA, uh, women's MMA goes I mean just a such a uh, you know there's obviously Ronda Rousey gets gets put in that category a, a, a lot like a lot a lot because of just the way that she kind of exploded as a star but with Joanna I I think she's definitely like the second woman star and the way to do it and then obviously on top of that um Valentina and Amanda like I just mean like overall I don't know. I just liked, I think Joanna's persona was, I liked it a lot more because at first yeah, she, she was iconic at Wayne's. Yeah. It's just like, cause it, I don't know, Rhonda, everyone, when you see the arm bars and, and stuff like that, and you would see the, the quick finishes, you're like, Oh shit. Then it's similar in a Conor McGregor fashion where you start, that person starts to wear on you. And you're just like, mm, I'm just not about it. Um, you know what I mean? You get into it and you're just like, oh, this person's personality. I don't. So you want to at least had more um, to give than than what than what uh, Rhonda had. I don't know. Just yeah. So anyways, that was my favorite. That was my favorite. Yoana time was like I said, always wearing you know sunglasses to all the. I mean, just being like f- f- total superstar was awesome. Yeah, like you're reminding me like wh- wh- why we didn't immediately come to mind when T-Cross asked the question, but you talking about that reminded me of this one stare down. I don't think it was at weigh-ins. I think it was like media like fight week um, for her fight with Carla where she won the belt. So Carla was the fucking champion, even though she just got it by like being Rose the Ultimate Fighter. Like she was still like the technical champ of the division. They're doing some stare down. Yoana puts a finger up, number one. Like she always did. She always did. Carla looks at that and thinks like, oh, well, I'm the fucking champ. I should have that. Puts out number one also. Joanna puts her hand down. Like, just fucking gangster. Yeah. The things she would say, too, in uh, uh, when she when her and Claudia Gadelia were coaches on The Ultimate Fighter was goddamn ridiculous. She was like, yeah, I'm going to kick your ass. Or like, oh, just getting in her face. It was so incredible. But I think my favorite fight of hers... Obviously, like the 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 Zhang Weili fight is going to go down as like one of the best MMA fights of all time, regardless of gender. But, dude, her fight against Jessica Andrade, and like Jessica at that time was like, we knew she could hit hard for one fifteen. Like she and she had just come off this like war with Angela Hill. Like mm-hmm. we knew she is she was a force. But she wasn't like what she is now. I think that win has aged so nicely. Like Jessica became champion. She like had these great fights and things like that. 
Jessica or, or Joanna just like pitched a shutout against fucking Jessica Andrade. Like, like J- Jessica would go in for a takedown and Joanna would have the most beautiful sprawl. Like she didn't land one takedown that fight uh, Jessica did. And like, it was like, she was the perfect matador. Like Jessica would just like rush in and she was like, it was like a counter strikers fucking like delight. Like the, the matchup was like, could not have been stylistically more geared toward Joanna winning. Like, Jo- Jessica just like rushing in, and you want to fucking picking her apart and like dancing away, but like not in like a super like safe way, just in like a I'm better than you way. It was incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, for sure. Yeah, I'm so I'm sorry, sorry for your loss, T Cross, for the retirement. I know he's sad about the knockout and the retirement, but this story is very interesting. So two weeks ago, you guys were talking about doing an acting performance and a homeless man told you that you were doing awesome. I have a similar experience when it was a porn star. I was filming something in college. I went to college for uh, film film and television production. I was filming something at my apartment and there was a smoking hot blonde lady who lived in the apartment below me. So we were filming out in the parking lot and this blonde lady pulled up in the parking lot and she's like, oh, what are you guys filming? And we told her what we were doing and she and I was like, we actually need a female to be in this. Like, do you want to be in this? And she goes, eh, I don't think your teacher would enjoy having a porn star in your uh, in your film. And we kind of laughed and she's like, no, I actually work for a porn company. And she was wearing a youporn.com shirt. Her name is Cadence Lux, C-A-D-E-N-C-E space L-U-X. Uh, she was super fucking stop it, cool. Stop it, stop it. Rewind, can you rewind it just a second? Yeah, Cadence, C-A-D-E-N-C-E. Oh, I, I got to turn my private on. Yeah, Give me one t- second. Yeah, go to incognito and turn off safe search. Go on, come on. Cadence, C-A-D-E-N-C-E, and the last name L-U-X. Weed with her. Fun story. Love you guys. Saved. Got it right here. Perfect. (laughs) A lot of stepbrother stuff. All right, let's keep moving. (laughs) 19 stepbrothers. What the hell? Oh my god, that that was incredible. Uh what a great story. Yeah, what an amazing um, story. That's amazing. And by the I, way, he went to college here in New Jersey somewhere. I think Monmouth University, I want to say. Uh, yeah. That's watch I mean, me be entirely wrong. That's 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 a great um how how awesome. I mean it's very important. I mean, who cares? Like whatever is porn porn star being in it, whatever. She knows how to act, she knows what she's doing. Right. Yeah, exactly. No and, one would, and it's uh, what's even better is that she ended up being really cool about it too. So, so yeah. Yeah, I'm glad that he got to smoke weed with her. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I don't have any cool stories like that. I wish I did. They don't. I mean, I mean, Sean Conroy is a pretty. Sean Conroy is a really cool story, but that's that's like a like a local celebrity like to us type of thing. Yeah, but he's I don't know. He's got decent credits on IMDb. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yes, I just mean like. That was so funny. Yeah, I just no, it was his... great for us. Yeah. Anyway. Um, remember the time Ben Schwartz gave me his chips? I don't remember that. Maybe you weren't there, but I, 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 I feel like I've told you the story at least if you weren't there. But we were in line because you used to have to line up down the fucking block for these UCB shows, the free ones. And you, uh, Ben Schwartz was coming back. They probably went to like the Oaks or something for, for fucking food before the show. And he had like pop chips, I think, or like some sour cream and onion chips that he like wasn't going to finish. 
And he was like, anyone want my chips? And I was like, me. He was like, here you go, bud. You know, chips. I was like, yeah. Superstar. Ben Schwartz. But at the time, like he was my favorite improviser and I just like loved his brand of comedy, but I was like, oh yeah, he'll, he'll do well. Now he's like the fucking voice of Sonic super, and like super, super fucking, star. yeah. Amazing. Him and, um, yeah, we, we, we got to go during a really great time that the kind of like comedy that's currently shaping the, the mm. world and what people think is funny, you know, which is kind of nice. Um, and like he's canceled now kind of but like his uh ben schwartz partner middleditch thomas middleditch yes like they that whole netflix special which like let people who don't normally watch improv watch improv which i thought was really cool um yeah. well, i literally watched thomas so, middleditch mm-hmm. in a, a thing called diamond lion with eugene cordero who's been in a bunch of things that people would recognize but like maybe not know him by name but like right now currently he's uh the simply lemonade um spokesperson eugene is yeah that's so funny if fans of the good place will know him as fucking Pillboy. yeah um but eugene cordero and him that were in uh diamond line it was musical improv love it like they would have the they would have a piano player who would improvise music as well like the whatever the piano player was playing was just like him you know free associating fucking jazz piano improv but then they would also improvise like musical songs yeah we got I got lucky one time and there's a UCB show in, in LA, obviously, uh, that was called uh, shitty jobs. Uh, and there yes, was a lot of people, I remember that. It, but the, the two people who were a part of the team was, um, Donald Glover and, uh, Ben Schwartz. They were both. And I one time got to go and they were both there and they both performed and it was, um, yeah, it was, an, it's, it's crazy, magic. but like, it's, it's weird to think that those guys were on, on a similar team. I mean, like if you don't, you know, it's, it's also funny to me, like the way that the, these people start, like, like Ben kind of feels like he came out of nowhere uh, to a lot of people, but, um, but yeah. Donald Glover, like he, like uh, their comedy team, like is what defined uh, internet comedy at it's like peak time of sketch comedy becoming like a, not an SNL thing, like, you know, right. uh, Britannic yeah. and stuff like but that, but they were like, the, the internet. they were like yeah. the precedent of saying like this is what's what's funny on the internet and they and and donald was a part of that it's so interesting i still remember like like at the time thinking it was the most hilarious thing and not recognizing him later on but like finding out he was in that bro rape video which was so iconic dude so funny well done anyway and bobby moynihan's in that a bunch of people yeah bobby moynihan ellie kemper Kemper was a part of their team like a bunch of people yeah she was ellie kemper okay yes okay amazing yeah. yeah dude i mean like i said it's it's crazy to think anyway um enough about that tangent of of uh of those people of those great stories but thank you for the porn star story t cross yeah i'd love to to hear about smoking and i will definitely be right watching now. her tonight yeah yeah you definitely will i will definitely be watching those thumbnails tonight yeah 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 just the thumbnails though <laughs> is that like the digital version of just the tip pretty much yeah. <laughs> actually yeah all right here's the next question Hey, Juice and Leo, it's Ty from the Front Kicks and Throat Cuddles podcast. Speaking of which, we're back this upcoming week. Tell your friends. <laughs> um, my question for you is going to be short but simple. Short and simple. However you want to put that. <laughs> so let me see if I can try to think about it. Oh, yeah. Um, which fight on the UFC 276 card 
that isn't being talked about a whole lot are you both excited to watch? I mean, there's a lot of good ones out there, but I'm kind of curious what you guys think. And let me know. Love the show. I'll catch you later. Peace. Yes, thank you, Ty, for that great question. And definitely check out the Front Kicks and Throw Cuddles podcast. This question is very specific because I feel like a lot of the prelims are being talked about, especially now with what just happened. Yeah, and it's International yeah, Fight Week. Like People are going to be talking about... It's International Fight Day. I'm sorry. Thank you. I didn't especially, mean to trigger thank you. Thank you for acknowledging the day. Um, especially considering the fact that the Lauren Murphy and Misha Tate fight is off. Oh, I didn't know that. J- just today, got they announced on the broadcast last night it was um, it's taken off. Oh, man. So, which obviously... I mean, this is probably... I was looking forward to those titties amazing yeah uh this is probably one of the biggest uh pay-per-views of the year uh as far as like where the the divisions go from here uh if if there's upsets or whatever um so now it's just like who's gonna make it to the prelim i mean who's gonna make it to the main card and i have to i'm gonna assume it's obviously just, they're just gonna move brad rydell and jalen turner but part of me feels like they're gonna pull up uh robbie and brian maybe um certainly because of name value and like recognition you would think yeah it makes the it's at least has an idea it feels like it has the most potential robbie lawler is also the kind of guy that like so chill like doesn't care like nick diaz couldn't make 170 was like all right fucking 185 i don't care yeah so robbie i think but i don't know because Brad Rydell and Jalen Turner doesn't really have any any stakes to it. Um, yeah, I mean that's two fucking killers at one fifty five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows? What if they pulled up uh, Jessica I and Macy Barber? They said, "Yeah, just go." On. I would literally Shit. write a strongly worded letter to the UFC. Good idea. I would go full Karenish Jackson. I'd be like, "Are you kidding me? This pay per view that I definitely paid for." Um, honestly, I guess like the biggest one that I'm interested to see to see uh, Ian Gary see if he can prove himself. I mean, oh yeah, it's always funny because I, I figured they would give him oh Gabe Green. Yeah, I mean like He's gonna that's knock what this I'm... motherfucker out. Yeah, uh, I Rhino, guess like Ryan's just... gonna be angry texting me about that. Maybe to see if his uh, if his mic skills have gotten any better. Oh, his mic skills are not what he thinks they are, dude. They're not. It's so and, funny. And too, I like... and. Po- I, for one, hope that he he thinks he says something about it again. I hope so people can drag him again. Because good God, yeah, dude, he's so fucking. He's he's really like the definition of like painfully mid on the mic. Absolutely. You know, you know who's good on the mic, although he kind of is like a little bit annoying. His name is I think it's Danny Sabatello. He's over in Bellator. He sounds like Joe Pesci, and he just talks the most shit you've ever seen. Like he be like talking shit on people and be like, yeah, this fucking guy sucks. He's so stupid. Or like, <laughs> it just sounds like, so uh, he sounds so much like Joe Pesci. And so that's, that's probably the one that I think is going to be the most, like I said, just for his mic skills. Uh, that's it for me. And then um, another South African is fighting next weekend. The Duplessis. Yeah. Drake is Duplessis. Duplessis versus Brad Tavares. Drakus Duplessis is a fucking Good. colonizer. That's all I have to say about that. That's true. He's Dutch. Um, yeah, it's very Dutch. Um, very Dutch South African. 
my uh, answer of like fight no one's talking about, and I mean literally no one is talking about this fight, except for maybe Frank. I'm not sure. Um, that's um the just some asshole guy or whatever, or just some is it just some asshole? I forget. Oh, probably. Yeah. Um, because he's a big fan of this this girl Jessica Rose Clark versus Julia Stoliarenko. That fight is going to be really good, I think. They will so, they will come th- to fight. I thought I thought Jessica Rose Clark was going to win her last fight, but she got really easily beaten. So yeah, and I, I think Stelly Renko is probably going to beat her up. <laughs> just from from what I've seen. So you think so? I think Jessica Rose Clark is going to do work on her. Okay, especially like she can wrestle and Julia can't. So that's fair. Um, all right. Well, thank you for the question. Yes, thank you, Ty. And again, check out Front Kicks and Throw Cuddles. Here is where well, he's going to introduce himself in the questions. I'm just going to play it. Hey, Juice and Lee, which homie Rhino from the Combat Sports with the Rhino podcast. So next week at UFC 276, um, Jessica Evil Eye is fighting Boo, Macy Barber Boo, which I'm no Jessica Eye fan, dude, but in this situation, I'm going to be a huge Jessica Eye fan for as long as that fight takes. Can you guys think about a situation where you didn't like either fighter, but one fighter was so far down the ladder, you kind of forced yourself to root for the other fighter uh, in a fight and then like kind of tell us about it and so on and so forth. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to you guys' answers. Love you guys. Love the show. Talk to you later. Peace. There's definitely a few, but I, I can't think of a specifically other like the one that's mainly coming to mind for me right now is literally every one of greg hardy's opponents except for like obviously i love ty so it wouldn't like make a difference who he's fighting but like anyone else he fought before that like sergey speed well was sergey after ty i can't remember but just in terms of like sergey was after ty yeah he was after ty well just in general anyway like uh martian tibura like i could take or leave him and the other ones like most of the time they just sign these guys like ben susley and fucking alan crowder I'm trying to think of other people. Oh, he fought Juan Adams. No, I really like Juan actually. Yeah. I was gonna say, but say yeah, but so besides Juan and Ty, I've not really cared about their opponents, but I've been hyping them up. Like, yeah, you got a better fucking beat this guy up. Like, fuck Greg Hardy. Yeah, I think that's really the only um but that not yeah. much of like a lesser of two evils, though. Like he's thinking of that, like you know, that we're both like, wow, this person sucks, and wow, this person also sucks. Um, oh, actually, another Jessica I fight. Uh, Jessica, I fought uh, Betty Cohea, and I fucking hate Betty Cohea for no reason. Great. So yeah, I, I don't, like, really, yeah, I don't really have any like strong opinions on like one fighter or the other. Like thinking like, oh, this person's a piece of shit, and more than it. I mean, other than Greg Hardy being, yeah, so bad. And now yeah. uh, and I tell about this all the time, but like the people that like defend him or whatever are just like dying on the worst hill because. For, forget his checkered past he's not good like d- and, and has no personality as well like there are no redeeming qualities for you to be like he deserves a shot like fuck you mm-hmm. um speaking of uh improv bits remember the are you a doctor man fuck you right. um uh, this is such a good question right now i want to think definitely have had another one 
Okay, so we've talked about how I have like a, a weird relationship with with Kevin Holland, where like I really was like wanted to cancel him for a while. Like when he fought Cowboy Oliveira, I still wasn't sure like how I felt about him. And but Cal- Cowboy Oliveira is like a whole piece of shit. So I was yeah. like, "Come on, Kevin!" <laughs> yeah, those are those are like I said, it's not so far down the list. Yeah, I don't like I said, I don't really have any. Oh, Masvidal Colby as well. Like. Because like oh, yeah. I, I like I liked Masvidal for a while, but then the 2020 election, he just showed his whole ass. I'm like, okay, you can fucking go. Yeah, man. Like, like, Colby Covington is fucking. Yeah, like yeah. like Masvidal is actually that guy, and Colby's trying to pretend to be that guy. Oh, oh, you know another one too, uh, Paulo Costa versus Marvin Vittori. That's like actually, I feel like that vibe he's going for because like Paulo Costa is like one of my least favorite. Like I fucking hate that guy. Marvin Vittori is just so annoying. Like it's not, it's not like I love to hate, but like when he was fighting Paulo Costa, I was like, yeah, Marvin Italiano. All right, fucking a. Thank you, Rhino. Yes, thank you. Go so check much. out his podcast right now. He's got an interview with Emily Ducote. I want to say is her name. Maybe I'm pronouncing that wrong. Probably am. Who knows? But anyway, he actually had two fire back-to-back interviews on his show these last few weeks. So we had this guy, I think he's in LFA right now. His name is Marcus McGee. Did you ever, Leo, did you ever read this book called Maniac McGee? Do you remember that? Yes, I do remember that book. That's so funny. Is it wasn't like so like he the kid's like allergic to pizza and he has mm-hmm. like all these like weird things like he can't sleep on a bed because he feels like he's slowly rising on a pile of mashed potatoes. Yeah, yeah. All these fucking weird quirks. I love the shit of that book. And like when yeah. he was talking about his, I think the guy's nickname is Maniac. And I was like, Maniac. I wonder if he knows. And then he mentioned the book in the interview and I fucking popped. I was like, oh. Um, and then before that, it was uh, someone you guys have heard me talk about on the show before, Mandel Nalo, a.k.a. Rat Garbage, a.k.a. the best nickname in MMA. Yeah. Rat Garbage. Rat Garbage. Fuck, dude, that's so good. Rat Garbage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can, can you imagine trying so hard to come up with a nickname like, oh, coconut bombs or like the last jedi <laughs> the Cuban the missile prices, whatever. and then someone comes over like call me fucking rat garbage and it doesn't yeah. be the best dude fucking rat garbage yeah i got it got it rat garbage <laughs> can you fucking imagine and the way he tells the story he's like oh yeah i was like looking for an instagram handle and like all the other ones were taken it was like how you have like a unique name like how is that th- i guess like mandel mma was taken nalo mma or whatever and he was like mm, rat garbage was the only one available <laughs> like come on dude definitely not the, but okay the, you're missing there's some part of that story that's missing <laughs> oh my god all right we gotta get this next question queued up on the fsp hotline from the homie zambando oh i just Increased the wrong thing. Oh, we're fucking oh, fucking up already. Deleted it. Oh, good. Well, no, I didn't delete it. Um, I was trying to make sure the volume was up. I turned my ringer on, which don't want to do that. Just a quick question for the podcast tomorrow. Uh, Zan Bando here. Great show. I uh, just wanted to call and see what your thoughts are on who you think will be a UFC champion coming out of tonight's UFC Vegas 57 card. And my second question is, what is the one under the radar fight? And you will see 276 next Saturday night from the team that we're you're most looking forward to. Thank you very much. And I look forward to listening to the show. 
Fuck yeah, dude. Zan the man, Bando. You guys got to go check out his stuff. Um, I want to make sure I get this right because I think he writes for a couple different outlets. Um, but Leo, what what do you think about his um, question? Wait, here we go. Uh, uh, fan-sided. That's right. I knew it was fan-sided. Who do I think that could... Okay. Who, uh, man, uh, of all the performances... I mean, I'm going to probably go ahead and say at Bantamweight, probably Nurmagomedov probably has a pretty good shot. Mm, that's a good I didn't even think about that. Like that's... being the champion at Bantamweight. Yes, I yeah, think that he has a very 100%. good shot of that. Um, yes. So, yeah. I'm going to say also, uh, I think Armand Sarukian does. Okay. And... The the fights we we just I think we just answered that question just the question or two questions before but yeah I really think that the uh, for me like I said Ian Gary being tested by but I don't think he's gonna be tested I think he's just gonna win and then talk shit on the mic I, I mean I yeah. guess honestly I actually what I'm hoping for really really like actually happens mm-hmm. the Jim Miller uh, Donald Cerrone I hope I hope Cowboy retires. That'd be nice. Yeah. Like, take his gloves off, say goodbye. That'd be great. Yes. Also, uh, did you hear that they're not extending Jim Miller's contract? I did not hear that. I was listening to some podcasts where, like, they said that he made a statement where he's like, "Oh, the UFC didn't offer me a new contract or whatever," and I'm like, "That's killing your leverage." Don't say that out loud. Right. You said you said the quiet part out loud, bud. Um, I'll throw out one that I didn't mention on uh, the last question Uriah Hall versus Andre Muniz that's a fucking great fight yeah I also think and you mentioned as far as like, getting it bumped up but like Robbie Lawler versus Brian Barberena is a fucking scrap Absolutely. dude and, and I, this probably doesn't qualify as under the radar but Pedro Munoz versus Sean O'Malley yeah it's definitely not under the radar at all Sean O'Malley, yeah. all eyes are on Sean O'Malley so well it may not be under the radar, but it's not over the radar. It's That's... through the radar. It's on the radar. <laughs> it's just on the radar. This is on the radar, yeah. <laughs> All right. Although I think over the radar is the same thing as under the radar. Like the whole point is like not being picked up by the radar. <laughs> but no one ever says over the radar. Right. Um, and I did not realize until we're looking at this card. Goddamn Sean Strickland versus Alex Pereira is next week. Bruh. I hope Alex Pereira knocks Sean Strickland into fucking next year so we don't have to yeah. deal with him for a whole year. Exactly. Dude, that's un- not that I, I – I just – with the whole Izzy thing, like every time Izzy fights, they fucking – the trolls play the clip of Alex Pereira knocking him out cold. So, like, I want to hate Alex, but he's so talented and he seems like a nice guy. So, like, I don't hate him, but, I like, I'm very resistant to being a fan of him. But, like, I'm definitely going to be banging the Alex Pereira drum – yeah, against Sean Strickland. Against Sean Strickland, because fuck Sean Strickland, dude. Um, thank you. Thank you, Zan. We'll pull up these Twitter questions. Twitter. Twitter. Remember, remember the fucking uh Jean-Claude Van Damme? Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was this video on his Twitter for a while where he was just like. Was, was he like meditating or something like sitting on a rock and just like Twitter? 
All right. This, uh, this question is from the homie unmatched MMA podcast. He says, I don't know about y'all, but I see the same ads on repeat during every UFC event. And after a while, it kind of drives me crazy, but I'm curious, have there been any that you guys either really enjoyed or extremely despised, or are you guys just normal and just tune them out? Definitely not normal and definitely don't tune them out. Uh, I fucking, I'm the same way. Like, I, there, was, there was a time when they would play that goddamn Applebee's commercial that was like a TikTok thing when people were dancing. Mm-hmm. I forget what song. It was like something that was trending on TikTok and they put in their commercial. I was like, hey, delete no. this. <laughs> Immediately delete it. Like, so fucking minutes. And it would just play so long that I was like, uh, dude. There's also like, I'll tweet about the commercials too because I assume that everyone's watching ESPN Plus. I'll sometimes tweet about the commercials. I'll be like, if I have to see, sometimes when they'll play the same one three times in a night, I'm like, no. I don't care if I liked it the first time. I hate it now. I'm hoping, I'm waiting to see one of mine. I'm just, I'm just waiting for that. I know, I don't think Breathe Right's ever going to come out on it, but um, maybe Norton might. So, who knows? Who knows, Norton? But but you, you wouldn't recognize me if you saw it. So, it's like I'm in it for literally four second. seconds, less oh, than four that, seconds. That's a that's a lot for a commercial. Yeah. Um. So I'd recognize uh, you probably. You'd be like, "That's the guy." I, um, I remember seeing you on the on the White Castle ad that was I got as an ad on my phone, like for a game, whatever. And I was like, "Babe, it's Leo, motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. White um, Castle. Um. Ooh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I that, hate the White Castle ads. <laughs> you know which ones I do like. Uh, you know what? I did like the. Um, I think it was like the 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 Toyo Tire ones were pretty funny. Um, Those are funny, yeah. Yeah, any ones with like, the, the when Forrest Griffin, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> loses yeah. his shit. Yeah, those are funny. Um, I'm trying to think of anything that's like. Sometimes it's the only out, thing but... I I hated about the. Uh... The Toyota Tire commercial is the way the fucking salesman says Francis Ngannou's name. He's like, yeah. "That's Francis Ngannou," like yeah. like the cadence and like the like, "That's Francis Ngannou." Like, yeah. like, I agree. Fucking I say actually that. totally agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> so it literally like it just screams like, "Hey, I just found this guy's name right before they turn on the camera." How do you say it? Got it. Okay, yeah. that's like the Liberty Biberty. Liberty Biberty. I would say that's one like some of the Liberty Mutual commercials. I, I think are funny. And then the fifth time I've heard it, I'm like, hey, fucking delete this. How's about fucking uh, each fucking insurance company not being clever enough to come up with a jingle and just making sounds with their mouths <laughs> and then saying the name of yeah. their company? Yeah. Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. Yeah. We are farmers. They paid someone someone out there is making like six figures and then also residuals who came up with that it's like <laughs> i just wrote this bum, 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 bum. <laughs> yeah like at least at least with state farm it's like uh like a good neighbor state farm is it like at least that's like it's got something to it but the other those they two made the mutual- jingle, like remember when they 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 thought that was a way to like summon the agent who would like take you out of babas like like yeah. a good neighbor, 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 neighbor. yeah those were good yeah um anyway sorry uh you know what i got mad at dude like um we talked about this um you know obviously like he's canceled now but we used to be like delia fans and like he had this one bit on this podcast where he was like geico has never written a funny commercial and i used to like geico commercials but once he said that it was like like you know that episode of how i Married your mother when they're like the glass shattered like once someone says something that you 
like used to think was true and they say the other thing you're like oh, i can't unsee it now mm-hmm. like now every time i watch a geico commercial i'm like you fucking you idiots can't write a fucking write. commercial <laughs> so funny oh anyway thank you for the question yes. unmatched and mma podcast and i would add also like I think someone talked about this before. Or maybe I just saw a tweet about it. Whenever they have no commercial and they just have that fucking screen with Tom Brady or whatever, hey, get him off my fucking screen, dude. Hate it. Absolutely hate it. As you should. All right. So he said, since this year, this is also, by the way, the homie on Match Time Podcast, and you guys should check out his show because it's great. Um, he says, since this year's more than halfway over now, there have been some preliminary talks about card of the year with UFC London and UFC Austin being popular choices at the moment. What's been your favorite card this year so far and why? You know what I love about this question? Mm. You text me about it, and like like I said, I also got the same text from Rhino like around the same time. Both of you said that Austin was like card of the year. And, and, and until unmatched question, I was like, yeah, I, I guess I agree. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I mean, like, and, and obviously that's, it Always feels, Chris, not unmatched, but <laughs> it feels very like, like simpleton of us, like to just yeah. be like, and recency bias, but, and it feels very simpleton because like there was a lot of fucking knockouts and it, but what I will say about all the fight that the thing about that card specifically, which is why it will remain, is that, while well, probably will stay up top, is that there weren't, I think there was only one bad fight on the card. One fight where I was like, not so much. But as far as the energy of the night going, every like, like the fights that went to decision were a super exciting fights, and um, and yeah. then the knockouts were just all spectacular, all crazy. I mean, yeah. So that yeah, Austin is it for me. Um, and here's what I meant to say. Before I read his question, I was going to agree with you. When he included UFC London, I forgot how fucking much of a banger that card was and the vibe from the crowd because that's what it, like honestly made Austin for me and what I think helped the fighters too was they're feeding off that crowd energy. Like these are at the end of the day, they're performers. Like they get that vibe from the energy for sure. And the uh, the London crowd, I think, had an amazing vibe. And you had fucking Meatball Molly with the knockout of the century. That's already that's my knockout of the year already. Like, it's a good one. Uh, it's just so fucking clean and it's just so. I mean, yes, we had fucking Patty Pimblet, but we had also Ilya Tapuria, um, with that fucking fire call out, um, and just like hating on him. Uh, and wasn't it was it Bisping who was interviewing him? And it was like, okay, yes. We know who you want to fight. What about the question I just asked you? <laughs> Which was amazing. And then Tom, Tommy Aspinall with the fucking key lock or straight straight arm lock submission against uh, Volkov. And then the goddamn people are in the streets chanting his name like Tommy Aspinall, Aspinall, Tommy Aspinall. Yeah, love it was it. Love everything about yeah, it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the recency bias of Austin is the one, but but you're right, London was really good too. And, and but and they're so close too. It's, it's we're like semantics, right? Like I like one, you like the other, and you know they're so close. And like I said, what ties them together is that crowd energy. Yeah, yeah. Joe, also, it's one thing like when the UFC was was holding events regularly and obviously like everyone had a crowd you kind of took the fact that there was a crowd for granted and then like we had the first fight 
of the pandemic, Tony and Yechi, like it was kind of cool in an empty arena. Mm-hmm. And like that novelty wore off slowly over time. And now they are back, but they didn't just go like, okay, we're back to crowds now. They kind of have them sprinkled in. So the crowds feel special again. Yeah, it's true. And like, as much as I hate the Apex, like, at least it's like, it makes you miss the crowds. Mm-hmm. And they, they keep that going. Like they don't just have crowds also. I was thinking it was going to be funny. Like, you know, when they're in a big arena, like Bruce Buffer's always like, in a sold out arena. Like, isn't the Apex technically sold out usually? <laughs> like, usually, yeah. Usually there's that, there's thousand that Never seen Like, goddamn fucking German. Make some noise if you are ready. Don't do it. Uh, anyway. All right. Uh, we, have, we have one more question, Jim. Yeah, one more question from the homie type of my photo. Been a long time listening to this podcast, so love, we love this guy. Um, I love that he's kept the, the retirement party Paul Avi and name for a while because I love that. Love Paul Filder. Um, he says, if you can make one matchup for the winner and loser of last night's fights or last – if you got to fucking butcher that. Let me start over. If you could make one matchup for the winner and loser of last night's main event, who would it be and why? Um, it's gonna sound weird. Each other again. <laughs> Run that shit back. Um, no. Um, I mean, I guess for Mateos, Tony. I guess Tony might be a good because he's still nine. Maybe. But... Um, if they're not gonna give a towel shot to Benil, I wouldn't mind seeing Mateos versus Benil. Yeah, like, I kind of don't like the Justin Gaethje call out. Especially he's coming off a loss. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a bad look. Um, but I don't I don't hate the Benil one. I also the Chandler one wouldn't be bad. Yeah, that's what I was saying too. Yeah, but Gamera honestly, Chandler. I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. That that's even weird. For me, it's like who does Armand fight after this? Because he is it, Gregor Gillespie ranked, or did they no, he tweeted that they took that away. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say I would love I would love that actually. Arm, like Armand Sarukian versus yeah. Rigor? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let me try and pull up the rankings. Let me see what's a good fight. Because I feel like no, you pretty much you Benil and Chandler are, are, are right about where that and like Connor's there, so that doesn't that doesn't matter. And I was even saying like Tony doesn't make any sense. Um oh, I guess you know what? Uh Mateus wow, fucking Google putting fuck on the ice trying to type in UFC fighter rankings and the first suggestion when you type in UFC fighter it says UFC fighter arrested <laughs> love to see it um, I guess Mateus against the winner of Rafael and uh, Rafael Fizio oh I forgot RDA is number 7 yeah. RDA versus Armand Sarukian even though RDA is literally fighting Rafael Fiziev or Ra- sorry, well, Rafael next Fiziev. week but I mean Rafael next that's week. what I'm saying but if actually yeah so uh, Mateus Gamrot versus Rafael Baziv. Uh, if if he wins, the winner, the winner of that fight. Yeah, the winner and the loser. The losers fight each other, and the winners. Yes. Fight each other. Yeah. So, oh yeah, perfect. So you're yeah. saying Matouche fights the winner of that fight. Armand fights the loser of that fight. Uh, uh, yes. I love that. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I agree. I agree 100. percent Yeah, that's the that's thing that, that makes the most sense. So yeah, especially if you look at like they're 11 and 12 right now. Mm-hmm. Armand was 11. Matouche was 12. Rafael Faziev is 10. RDA yeah. is seven. Like. Yeah, it it and and the uh, other two like I said, the eight. other two and yeah the other two in the middle Connor and Tony just don't 
Can you imagine Ooh. if Connor were, were fought someone like Armand Sarukian? Like, if you, if you would agree to that, like, <laughs> Armand Sarukian would fucking murder Connor McGregor. <laughs> anyway, let's not even pretend like that could happen. That's why I'm not. Yeah. No, uh, uh, okay. Well, I think that's all the questions. I think so too. And now we can go into our predictions for next week. Oh, boy. I mean, big, 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 big fight card, ladies and gentlemen, and the end of our fight pick league. Um, oh yes, last... end of an era. I got a tally of last week's, uh, well, last night's cards results. Lots um, riding on this, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so uh, for all the marbles, banger main card. Uh, even with the Lauren Murphy Misha tape removed off of it, um, I don't know when that's gonna be rescheduled, but ah, I mean that only makes four fights that we can predict. Um, which is let's fine. Just, let's just assume Brad Rydell versus Jalen Turner. Okay, yeah, just to move for the, up for the um, sake of this. Yeah. Ah, man, I, I you know I I think dang this is hard. I think Jalen Turner is gonna gonna shine. I think he really. I is. think so too. And this is because I'm a Brad Rydell fan. I like when City Kickboxing has a night where like they all do well because I got a few guys on this card. I think Jalen Turner is gonna be a tough matchup for Brad Rydell. I think yeah. I hope I hope I think that it's gonna. I think I really do think yeah, Jalen's got something something a little bit more special. I think like some people put like too much stock into hype, but the man is six six, dude. Yeah. Like the way he fucking got rid of Udosh Medic was like so nasty, dude. Yeah. So well, we're gonna have to wait and see on that one, but I I, I feel like it's gonna be Jalen. Um, yeah. Pedro Munoz versus Sean O'Malley. First, it's dang. I keep thinking about, I keep thinking about Chito versus Sean. I can't not think about that fight, and think about Pedro Munoz being a t- tough motherfucker. Like also Pedro Munoz, there's a lot of leg kicks. I like Pedro Munoz in this fight. I do too. I'm going Pedro. I, I want Pedro. Yeah, me to too. I, we we need to get up the Sean O'Malley hype train. One hundred percent. We need to leave that train at the station. We need to leave that clown train at the station. Yeah, we need to fucking leave that. And, and, and don't get me wrong, I think that he could he could easily. I think he could win. I just don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna be easy. I think Pedro Munoz. I mean, like I said, Sean's Sean is one of the fighters that I don't like a lot. But I will say that like he does use it. He's one of the fighters. Everyone's like the height is an advantage. He actually does use his height to his advantage. He does. Yeah. He fights on oh. his jab and, yeah. and creates angles and stuff like that. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, so we already talked about it. Sean Strickland versus Alex Pineda. Uh, we're running the Pineda Alex. train. Yeah, one hundred percent. What's okay, his buddy. What's his nickname? Peijao. Maybe. I'm not sure. Oh no, Poatan. That's what it is. Why did I think it was Peijao? Poatan. I mean, it means like heavy hands or something like that, or like hands of stone, something like that. Alexander Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway. Um, Got to go Max. Yeah. If I'm picking with my heart, it's yeah, Max. Yeah, I pick, like I said, I, I do think it's Volk's probably – it's probably Volk's night. But Yeah, but I can't – I can't, as a self-respecting think, yeah. Max fan, like in good conscience, be like, oh, well, if uh, odds makers are – you know, like, No, I can't. No, it's I can't. hard. It's no. no we got to rally behind And, Max. like, it's weird because, like, people keep saying, like, I'm disrespectful. Like, everyone's writing Volkanovsky. He needs the respect. He's got tons of he, – he's yeah. really going to go down. Like I said, I have greats. him as my pound-for-pound pound number one. Yeah, he's going to be go, go down as one of the greats. But I just 
I just Max is Max just the has way a special he place fucking in our heart. dude. He's twenty four and one. I just realized that's an insane record. Yeah, the way he <laughs> fucking that's near. That's we're getting into John Jones territory with that. Uh-huh. Um, that literally reminds me of fucking him on Ariel's show was so funny. They're talking about like a lot of people have Aldo as the goat. Max beat him. Is he? Isn't he a goat? And why aren't I a goat? I beat him. I beat Max, and I beat Aldo. I'm a goat. Like just the way the way he said it is like, like is he's not saying greatest of all time. He's like talking about literal goat. Like I no, I've been a goat this whole time. I've got goats on my family tree. Yeah, <laughs> I've been a goat all this time. Yeah, I think we have goats in Illawarra. Well, I could go. <laughs> but, um, uh, I'm yeah, we're, 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 we're riding. We're riding with Max. We can't not. Yeah, we can't not. Max, but and, like I said, if I was a betting man, I probably would put money on Volkanovski. Yes, but at the same time, for me, like, God, but that I don't think it's gonna happen. But could you imagine Max in spectacular fashion? Oh, <laughs> dude, I would, I would love it. But then obviously the part four, and then he'd probably lose again. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, all right. Um, all right. Now we're moving on to the main event. Uh, main event: Israel Mobility, Timmy Tao, Donio Walafemi, Walabia, Desonia, the last style bender versus Jared. Q and on an ear. Q and an ear. Q on an ear. Oh boy. Fuck, oh, dude. Oh god. How about that promo though? I I gotta admit, it's, it's not a bad promo where he where he's like. At the end of the day, he's just a flesh bag. He's just a fucking sack full of meat for me to beat the fuck up on or whatever. And I was like, okay, right. I see it. I see it. But also that kind of, that sounds like very QAnon. You know what I mean? Like he thinks that people are just sacks of meat. <laughs> Izzy Adesanya? More like Lizzie Adesanya. Fucking Whoa. lizard. All right, bro. Fucking, I'm going to kill you, lizard. What the hell? I'm going to squish you like the gecko you are. And I know you're a gecko. What the? I just imagine they're like at, a, at the pre-fight press conference. You're like, did you see the way he looked at me? It's a fucking lizard. For, <laughs> Don't two, tell se- me it's for not. two seconds, I saw his face turn into a lizard. I swear to you. For two seconds, that tongue flicked out like yep. fucking lizard. I saw it. I went to that pizza joint in wherever it was. The pizza gate. <laughs> the fucking God, anyways, pizza gate. We're, we're fucking riding with Izzy. But I will say, uh, Jared Kennanier um is is good jared kenner has won a lot of fights i thought he was going to lose yeah so there's that but izzy just has to work they weren't championship fights though (laughs) yeah izzy has to work his uh his angles he just has to work his angles he has to work his angles the best he ever has before this point because getting caught by jared is not it is is lights out yeah the you got you the thing is you got to crowd izzy and wrestle him that's not Jared's style. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, Izzy really has to has to really, really work his angles as best he possibly can because Jared's going to be continuously coming forward, and that is best for Izzy because he styles on him in that situation. But he really has to be very careful because one one slip up of, of those angles and he's lights out. So let's hope that doesn't happen. I don't think it will. I think Izzy will will be. I think he'll will we'll see old school um izzy i think we'll see him moving and doing kickboxing and kicking people in the kicking cannon in the face yeah fucking uh, a next saturday wow 
crazy. And it's my technically my birthday weekend. I might go to a bar and watch it, but who knows? Oh shit, yeah, dude. Maybe this, we'll see. this is what on the second. Your birthday's on the Monday. Uh huh. Yeah. We'll see. I'm having family over that day for a barbecue, so maybe I'll I'll figure out a way to make it to a bar. See if I have some local friends here. Go. Hey. <laughs> um, oh, I was like, hey, hey uh, anyway. party. Anyway, well, how about um, the goddamn Barbie movie, huh? That we look so fucked up. Like the fact that it's being um, directed by, why am I drawing a blank on her name? Greta Gerwig is her name. Yeah. Um, I'm very interested to see the movie. Um, you know, she's a, she's a great director. Um, so I'm interested to see what the subject matter is going to be and how it's going to all play out. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Fucking Ryan Gosling yeah, as Ken yeah. looks so ridiculous. It's amazing. Um, all right. Well, that's how. And yeah, Margot Robbie. Sense. Can you imagine if we were just like trying to be Australian for like a whole podcast? You know, I was thinking about doing that for a while. That's a bit more Kiwi. Yeah, but like, I don't know. The reality <laughs> is, is that after you start doing it, after it's weird that we don't. I mean, what's his name? Um, what's his name? Um, Volk. No. 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 No, no, uh, no, uh, ba, 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 Smokey J. Oh, Smokey J. Haven't heard, Haven't from, heard from him in a long time. In a long, long while. In a while. Yeah, in exactly. While. So that's the, <laughs> that's the weird part. But yeah, maybe, no, I think people would get too annoyed about it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be pretty annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'd be like, no. Now we're gonna shout out our patrons. Yeah. Okay. Also, uh, follow me really at Leo. Yeah. yeah. Follow me at Leo JH two one one three at uh, Twitter and Instagram and gmail.com. and also Gmail. Send me an email. Doesn't matter. Yeah. And you can follow me at Friendly Spar Pod. Yes. To DM if you want the burner. Um, mm-hmm. Here's the patrons that we're gonna shout out: APB, Sandy Pants, Alex from Jersey. T Cross, Fee, Dave L, Dimmy the Drunk, Nix the Man, Anonymous, David Everett, Wholesome MMA, Brian Pichet, Dave, aka Nobby Buckles, Super Manly Nick, David S, D Crons, Harry Andrew, Cakes, QAR, and Dash. What a fucking great lineup of people. Best lineup. Well, 